What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the 3M Open 2022 betting show with the Tour Junkies. I'm DB. I got Pat Perry. We are coming off the Open Championship where, you know, you could be a little hungover or you could be pumped because you hit Cam Smith at 28 to 1 like I did on DB's Big Balls betting card. That's the third winner in the last four weeks for Team Woo! TJ and the 14th outright win of the season, y'all. We're oh, that's hot. pretty good. We are that's hot. That's pretty good. Pat, um, I'm excited. We got we nailed Cam Smith. Talked about him all week. Talked about him on the DFS show. Talked about him on the betting show. Talked about him in the Nut Hut chat all week. I mean, Pat, I thought about it for a month ago on June 14th when we were walking the fairways of the old course on like the third or fourth hole. It was delivered to me. It was dropped into my soul. When out of my mouth, I said, this is a Cam Smith or Jordan Spieth golf course. And, you know, Cam had to do Cam things. He had to do Cam things to win. But that's what he does. That's what Cam Smith does when he wants to win. When he, when he does win is he does Cam Smith things. You know, he's not going to he's not gonna hit it 355 yards like Cam Young or Roy McIlroy. But he's going to do his thing. He's going to get up and down from everywhere. When he gets hot with the putter, there is arguably not one guy on the PGA Tour or Live, Live Tour better than Cam Smith when he gets hot with the putter. Like, it's really, when he's hot with the putter, it's it's kind of Jordan Spieth, like, 20-whatever year that was, like, 16-17. Don't you think? Like, it's as hot. Yeah, that was, I mean, his putting performance, you know, not just the back nine, but really the whole tournament other than Saturday was amazing. Yeah. I mean, he was just so dialed in on those greens. Perfect speed. Um, you know, I think even just, like, the par save on 17 was so impressive to me. I mean, I do think that the announcers talk up how difficult a shot is a little more to make it like seem better. It's a hard shot does. into 17. But that was a hard shot. Like that was yeah. a hard shot. To have to put it around a bunker with the potential like if you don't hit it at the right speed that it falls back into the bunker. I mean, just just a hard shot and then you've got to make it like a, you know, 10-12 footer for for par to to to, you know, to to really kind of keep the gas down, and he did it. I mean, he he was incredible. Um, now, you know, I was obviously a, I, wanting. I have a get, surprise, Pat. I have a surprise. Okay. Um, okay. I do have a surprise. I, I was able to get Cam himself to do a quick phone call. Quick phone call. He was in the airport. He was about to board. We all saw the picture of him boarding the 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 plane and putting the Open Championship trophy case in his overhead compartment storage. Minutes before that picture was taken, we were able to get a quick phone call with Cam. He answered just a few short questions, uh, and you know when news breaks of this, it, it could it could get real interesting. I will now ask producer Sam to fire this video. Uh, All right, guys, DB here with a very exclusive interview with the champion golfer of the year, our buddy, my pick to win on the Big Balls betting card at twenty eight to one. Cam Smith has so kindly taken a phone call. For us, uh, in you know, in the airport, I just want to ask you real quick: How did it feel yesterday uh, to become the champion golfer of the year? Yeah, DB, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, you know, it was amazing. It was really amazing just to to be able to do that at the home of golf and just drag my nuts all over Rory's face and the the Rory lovers. You know, I I just never felt like anybody was really pulling for me, right? Uh, maybe my mom. And uh, and that was really it. But 
you know, it was just great, like knowing that I was stuffing birds down their, their pie holes there in Scotland, just birdie after birdie after birdie. And I just feel like letting my nut hang right there uh, at the home of golf and drag through the old stomping grounds at Tom Morris was just the best thing. It was the highlight of my career, Dave. Oh, God, dude, that's amazing. So I'm sure you partied last night. Everybody yeah. wants to know, you know, how many drinks fit in the Claret Jug. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. tell us about the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's been asking me that. It's really, uh, it's really blood fucking annoying, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but it's, it's about two beers, and I've had two beers in there. You know, uh, uh, I've had some Guinness and put in a little, a little Aussie beer in there as well. But yeah, we partied hard, had some strippers, and uh, and did a little blow with DJ. He had a supplier over here, and I just called, made a call to him, phoned him up, and did a little a little line or two. That's probably how I'm able to be awake with you. I mean, I don't have this mullet and not be able to party, you know, DB. If you had a mullet like mine and you didn't throw down with some strippers and blow, everybody would everybody be confused, mate. So. You know, that's what we did. It was a good time, and I'm ready to rest up and, and come back at it and, and get back on the tour. All right, one more question. I know you're busy. Yeah. You're in the terminal. Yeah. Um, you, said, you said the tour. Talk to me about Liv. Have they approached you? Yeah. What's the plan? Uh, could, would you share with us yeah. your, your, you know, what's going on with Cam Smith and Liv Golf? Oh, mate. Uh, mate, it's... it's it's a sore subject because as I was dragging my nuts on Rory's face yesterday, I was simultaneously dragging my nuts on Greg Norman because uh, Greg and I had been talking. We, we had come to a verbal deal, and, you know, I just – I told Greg after I won, going to be more, mate. going to be more. You got to give me more. You know, I'm an Aussie. I, I, not many morals. And I love my boats and my fishing, and I need some. You know, I need the I need the quan, DB. I need the quan. So I told Greg to get your your heart right and your pencil sharp, mate. And he's he's supposedly doing that right now. And you know we'll see. I, I doing the blow with DJ last night really eye opening to be able to do that on the live jet freely and and with you know openly would just be a dr- a dream really honestly. So. Yeah, going to live. Hey, DB, I got to go. They're, 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 they're calling me up to the plane now. Uh, got to go. Thanks for having me on the show. Would love to come back on, mate. Listen, thanks, Cam. I appreciate it, dude. Thanks. We'll let you get out of here. We appreciate the time. Yeah. And, uh, man, best of luck the rest of the year. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. All right, see you. Hey, tell Pat to suck it, mate. Didn't have me on his card. What a loser, chump. Suck. Cheers, mate. Man, Cam Smith could not have been more uh, accommodating with his what time. Great, we appreciate yeah. that. I mean, imagine winning great, the yeah. championship. He says yeah a lot. Uh, damn, dude. I mean, I got to <laughs> tell you. I mean, for a four-minute interview, if Cam Smith didn't go hard, it, you know, onto Rory, onto the fans in Scotland, yeah, onto Greg Norman, him. and then one parting blow to you on the way out, I mean, I thought it was – I mean, I'm just glad he recognized who I, I was. thought it was fantastic. You know? yeah. Super pumped to get Cam's time. Um, you know, as always, we are presented to you by our friends at Covers. Winning starts at Covers.com. If you want to check out the best sports betting website on the market right now, that's been doing it for over 20 years, you know, 25 years, I think, actually. And over 20 million sports bettors hit up Covers.com to, uh, to do their thing. Go check it out. We appreciate them for supporting the podcast. And uh, 
you know, thanks for helping facilitate the phone call with Cam there, guys. That was beautiful, man. Uh, I mean, you know, like a lot said there, Pat. I mean, it did feel like not a lot of people were pulling for Cam. It felt like the the claps, the applause were were just uh, we have to do this kind of thing. Obviously, everybody wanted Rory to win. That was a thing that I felt. I felt I felt on an island. I felt like it was like me and Cam and Cam's mom and Cam's wife or girlfriend or whatever. And like his caddy, and that was it. We were the only, and his agent, because his agent's about to get paid. I feel like we were the only people cheering for Cam Smith. And everybody else wanted Rory. And then he just did his thing. He just said, Rory, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna pull it out and let's have a, let's measure together, then I'm gonna pull it out and I'm gonna mushroom bruise you all across the old course, the whole back nine. And I'm gonna dominate you, absolutely dominate this golf course and you and show you what a dog I am. And I loved it. I freaking loved it. Now, would it have been really warm and fuzzy and, and all the journalists in golf would have had their just, they'd have had, they, I mean, they'd have, they'd, they would have erections lasting longer than four hours. They'd all be in their physician's offices today because Rory tipped the cap to Tiger on Friday, standing on one tee as Tiger was coming down 18 and Rory, the godsend for the PGA Tour, saving the world from the evil live tour and dr norman you know i mean it would have been fantastic but cam said no bump that i'm taking this thing because rory won't and then rory didn't even finish second he finished third so interesting to see and also interesting pat that less than 24 hours later tons of live rumors swirling around cam smith and he did not answer the question very well last night uh, when asked after he won, uh, he did not deny it. And if you ask me, everything about that interview says Cam Smith is going to live. Is it, is it going to be soon or is it going to be after the tour championship and a chance to win a bunch of money? I don't know. But it sounds like Cam Smith's going to live. What do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with first with, with Cam winning the Open. I mean, I thought it was a fantastic display of golf. I mean, he... He came out there and, um, you know, he, he made some very poor decisions on Saturday or one inc- incredibly poor decision that almost took a, his ass out of the tournament. Um, but he managed to, you know, turn that around and he got hot with the putter on the back nine. I mean, five straight birdies um, was incredible. I, I think, though, if, if we're if we if we want to make this about Rory, um, personally, we know I would have loved for Rory to win. I, I don't think I'd care really what the, the rest of the media cares about with him yeah, I, know. I don't you really love that, that comment was a little bit out there i guess i don't really understand that one but i was like Rory. About? I, the whole, the, yes the media all wanted Rory to win you, I, I, you I, asked me to talk and i'm talking so I'm a, i think i'm arguing i, I was a, i was a big fan of rory winning because i'm a big fan of rory yes. i don't care what other media people think i didn't say you so, did i didn't say you did so, i know that about you i didn't so say you did either way but but if we're if we're actually getting into the play here, Cam played and beat Rory. Yes. But you certainly could not make an argument, I don't think at all, that Rory, if you watch golf and you know golf, he didn't that, that Rory choked this away. Because he didn't. He didn't choke. He hit the ball incredibly yeah. well on that that the entire day. I don't even know if I could say like like if I'm putting a mistake on what Rory did. It's probably not being aggressive enough with some of his putts. I think he he almost lagged too many of them trying to get it close and to make a two because he two putted on every single damn green. He had a few yeah. that just burned edges and probably could have gone in and 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 then it's a whole different ball game. 
And then he had a couple shots where he had wedges into the green and, the, and he flew it past a little too far where I think, he, you know, maybe that's adrenaline or whatever. But I think he, like there's a lot of people that could have a sentiment like, you know, that we always get when Rory doesn't win a major that, you know, he he choked it away or whatever. I, I don't think that happened at all. He got it taken away by a guy who played way better than him. I mean, a guy that shot I agree. 64, 64 on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and I think if a couple more putts drop, Rory's in the playoff, and, and who knows what happens then. So it's, it's, it's kind of a narrative where you just like, you know, I get it. Like, you, you wanted Cam to win because you had him on your betting card, and you don't really care what the media thinks of, about him or you or whatever else. I just wanted Rory to win. Like, I was just, I'm just a fan of Rory, so I, I don't care what the media wanted, but I think it would have been a great story. I think it would have been. Um, it would have been. I, but Cam won, so that's just golf. Like, that's literally golf. That's what happened. Yeah, listen. I mean, I, I didn't say Rory choked. I don't think Rory choked. I think it, it did come down to the putter. And we all we talk about this all the time. Like, there's variance with, with putting. There just is. And, and, and there's guys all the time that are tremendous ball strikers that all we're looking for is that one week where they happen to make a few extra putts than they normally do. And when that happens, they're up there. They're up there, and they're contending. With Cam Smith, it's kind of opposite. Like, Cam Smith is typically always putting better than the field, you know, statistically, and you're just hoping he doesn't do something dumb off the tee or with a, with a wacky approach shot or something like that. You know, the, the faith... He in, did something really dumb, but it, it was it, on Saturday. His putter saved his ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but he didn't on the back nine on Sunday. Like, he really didn't. He hit the ball well. He didn't make any horrible... The, 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 you know, the shot into 17 wasn't the best, but it wasn't a mistake. Like, he just didn't hit it where he wanted it to, right? It's a hard shot. So, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Like, Rory didn't choke it. Cam took it, right? And, and Rory was a, a couple of putts away from it dropping. Um, but I, and I, and I, I know you didn't, I know you're a huge Rory fan and, and I, listen, I mean, part of me, I would have rather Rory win than Cam Young. If it wasn't going to be Cam Smith, I wanted it to be Rory. Right. And, and, and it would have been a a great story and it probably ultimately would have been a more memorable open championship 10 years from now. If Rory would have won, we would all probably remember, we'll probably all remember it a little bit better had he done it with the whole tiger thing. And, and who knows what tiger's future, you know, lies five years from now when they come back to the old course, but the, the deal on Friday was, was cool, you know? Um, but it just, dude, Cam Smith's a dog. What do you think about the live thing? You think he's going? I, I don't know. I mean, at this point it's kind of hard to really, you know, I, I think he probably would. Um, and I think it would be a big, a pretty big blow to the tour, especially having the the open champion and, and to the RNA. I mean, the RNA came out. We could just go back to that. They came out and were very, you know, deliberate about their opinions on the live tour, and it was not good. They they were, you know, it made it sound like they were gonna do whatever they could to not let certain play. You know, this year they had to let everybody in. Um, I can't remember who the guy's name is. That is, you know, kind of whatever is the head of the, the RNA, but he, he rate, he made it pretty clear that he is not a fan. Um, yeah. So I think it, it would be a big blow to the tour to see their current players champion, the current open champion, you know, move to the, the live tour. I don't think he's doing it anytime soon. I think he'll play through the FedEx cup and, and whatever else. Um, you know, I, I think 
We'll see. I mean, Augusta National is now really on the clock, uh, and that's yeah. not going to come for a while. But they're yeah. they're going to be the next real. I mean, Fred Rid- Ridley's press conference that will be in the first part of April. But surely, next he's, year. He, surely they're going to make a statement before then. I mean, well, they may, they may. Um, who knows? I mean, he, he's he's on the stage at during the tournament week. Um, yeah, but he yeah. probably might do something earlier than that. But usually, they don't like to make it about them early in the in the year you know so we'll see what happens but um that that's gonna be interesting to see what the gusta nationals take is on all of this but i don't know nothing surprises me at this point i mean apparently europeans don't care about the Ryder cup anymore they got their ass whipped by the u.s and then all of a sudden they just kind of quit basically yeah i feel like the europeans have really quit on the Ryder cup Uh, they are done they got their ass kicked by us and now they don't really care about it I mean, it's not like, I mean, what, what does it matter that Stinson gives up the captaincy? Like, it just, I, I mean, I get it. I just think if, if, if there, there hasn't been a European Tour player that is left that is truly going to make a difference next year for the actual playing team. There's not one European I, Tour I agree with that, but the, the people that were very, you know, they were, they were, I mean, you look at Westwood, you look at Poulter, you look at Casey, Garcia. Garcia yeah. The captain is now basically saying, turning his back on it. I get it. I get the reasons. But they can't sit there. You know, we hear this whole narrative from the Europeans about how much they care about the Ryder Cup and they care more than the U.S. does and whatever else. I I don't believe that's true. I think that's a bunch of BS, if you ask me. If they're, you know, at least they could come out and say, you know, how passionate they are about the Ryder Cup. But, yeah, I'm going to take the money. They didn't even say that. They just said, I'm I'm just leaving and I don't really give a shit. So maybe they, I mean, I don't know. Maybe our beatdown in Wisconsin just totally, you know, we, we got rid of the Europeans in the Ryder Cup. We, we said, be- you know what? We beat the enthusiasm right out of them, huh? We beat the enthusiasm out of them. They realized that we are that much better in golf for the next foreseeable future, and so they might as well just quit the Ryder Cup. They just quit. Yeah, well, they're mailing it in. Um, that's enough of the Open Championship breakdown. We got to get into the 3M Open, the betting picks. Before we do... Quick video here, uh, Pat's acting debut. Enjoy. That early morning tea time is coming, so instead of hitting the snooze button, let me show you how to revolutionize your day with Front Nine Coffee. Because I know you don't want to watch a three-minute video. We preheated the water, got out all the equipment, pre-soaked the filter. I just didn't grind the coffee. Everybody needs a good caddy. The most important part of the perfect cup of coffee is the pour. Making sure you have the right amount of water is essential to the perfect cup of coffee. Remember, you're not pouring water over coffee beans. You're pouring water over the beans of life. Just remember to do it in small, tight circles. Congratulations. Now that the brewing process is over, you have yourself the perfect cup of coffee. What makes it perfect, you ask? Not the process, the beans. It's nice having a good caddy. Yeah! Dang, Pat the Coffee Caddy making that acting debut for our that. friends at Front Nine. It's not about the poor, it's about the beans, man. It's about them fresh beans at Front Nine Coffee. Our friends at Front Nine Coffee started here in Augusta, Georgia. Support a small business if you don't mind. Go to Front Nine, that's the number nine, coffee.com, and use promo code TJ10. These people started out of Augusta, Georgia. They love golf, they love coffee, they're making golf. They're making them come together, right? Beautiful flavors. Now you've got, 
You've got the, the Pat flavor, the DB flavor is available for purchase. You can actually find that on our website on tj.com slash shop, or you can go to front9coffee.com. And uh, yeah, ch- check them out. I, I think my, my flavor is much more delicious than Pat's, but you be the judge. You be the judge. Buy them, sample them, see what you think. Support our friends at Front 9 Coffee. They're also supporting the Tour Junkies' first ever live golf tournament and event going down in September at Mountain Valley. We're excited about that. They're going to do a coffee takeover to give you coffee in the morning. But then, you know, as soon as like it hits, you know, I don't know, probably 11 o'clock in the morning, they're going to switch to coffee cocktails. They've got a delicious yes. uh, Irish coffee they make there. It's fresh. It's very good. It's small yeah. batch artisan coffee, freshly ground when you order it, delivered to your front door in just a couple days anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. So check it out. Use promo code TJ10 to, uh, to get some of that fresh hitting coffee goodness good job pat that was that was beautiful man that was great no lines but you you nailed it you still nailed it yeah i didn't have i don't think i had any lines in any of the shoots <laughs> okay uh, well you still nailed it um all right we're talking the 3m open if you're looking for a course breakdown video that is on the youtube channel or you can listen to it on the podcast feed as well i gave you 13 minutes of all the information you need to know and nothing you don't need to know about tpc twin cities what it takes to win here but pat this is a birdie fest. This is a TPC course. They want birdies, and they want carnage. There's a lot of water hazards here at TPC Twin Cities. We've seen three. This will be the fourth year they played it at this event. Last year, your winner was Camp Champ. The year before that, Michael Thompson. And the year before that, Matthew Wolf. All three guys came in between the 125 and 150 to 1 range. Matt Wolf was a rookie. First win on the PGA Tour. Everybody thought, oh, my God, this kid's going to be a stud. Turns out he's not. Uh, Michael Thompson won by putting his brains out having a good approach week. Cam Champ, actually, believe it or not, didn't win by dominating off the tee. He had a massive stroke game putting week. But yep. it's going to be, you know, a little wider fairways. These guys are going to bomb it down there. They, they hit it a long way on this golf course. Then it's going to be a dart-throwing competition to these pretty average to maybe even larger-than-average green complexes that are pure bent grass. The ball rolls and does exactly what it looks like it's going to do. Just start it on its line, get the pace right, and your money, then it's going to be about making birdies. So let's look at the top of the board. We're going to pull DraftKings Sportsbook odds, and uh, but we're also going to, do, we're going to do a little shopping for you. We're going to do the shopping so you don't have to. Although I did that this morning, this on the Monday morning uh, first look show. And uh, we, already, we already mined a lot of great value from that. So top of the board, the betting board on DraftKings, you've got Tony Finau leading the way at 11-1, to 1, followed by Sung Jae. Cam, how about this? I mean, what if I told you at the beginning of the year Cameron Tringali would be the same odds to win a golf tournament as Hideki Matsuyama? I don't understand that at all. That is kind of crazy when you think about it. <laughs> what, but what Hideki is happening? might be. Who knows? Maybe he's going to live, and they they're factoring that in. That that wasn't the case earlier today. What is? Are people are people pounding Cameron Tringali right now? What is going on? I've seen a little difference, actually. I think there's some value on Cam in some different on some different. Okay, books. that's only on DraftKings. Yeah, Tringali is definitely higher. Uh, DraftKings thinks Cameron Tringali. I mean, is his dad on the board or something? Is his dad a linesman? I don't understand. They think bec- like the Cameron's like because Cameron oh, Young Cameron. and Cameron Cam Smith. Yes. Like it's just like his name is Cameron, so they're like, oh wait, we better we better yeah. shorten that up a little bit. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, we'll get yeah. to that. Uh, Adam Hadwin's also at eighteen to one. That's also ridiculous. Maverick McNeely's at eighteen to one. Okay, did these guys have these guys ever heard of Hideki Matsuyama? What is going? Davis Riley's twenty two to one, and then you got Cam D 
Cameron Davis, Adam Long, Sahit the Gala, all at 25 to 1. Am I seeing this right? Is Ju Young Kim at 28 to 1? See, he's 40 to 1 on betting. A lot has changed since I did the first look show here, uh, actually, 12 hours ago. I went live 12 hours ago for the first look show. And let me just tell you, if y'all aren't catching that every Monday morning on YouTube, you're missing it because we're firing on bets and we're getting great value and we've hit three winners out of the last four weeks. You got to check that show out. Uh, While we're here, before we get into the picks, give us a like. Give us a like right here. Give us a uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, Drop a comment, if you will. Tell us what you thought about that Cam Smith interview. I'd love to get some feedback from the Cam Smith interview, some takes whether it was from the Open, whether it was from his escapades with Dustin Johnson last night, is going to live. What do you think? Drop that in the comments. All right, Pat. Favorites up to 25 to 1. 25 to 1. Let's, let's put parameters around this. Who you like? Well, I'll start um, here with, um, you know, I, I, I like Davis Riley, and I think 25 to Hard 1 is the to. best number. Sorry? Hard not to, yeah. Yeah, I love Davis Riley, and, and I think 25 to 1 is the best number I've seen, um, despite being, I think we just saw 22 to 1 on DK, but he's 25 to 1 on points bet. Uh, love Davis Riley this week. I, I think he's going to be one of the highest owned players on like DFS that you can play. Um, we don't care about ownership, though, when we're betting players, and there's a good reason that, that, that uh, he's up there. Um, I mean, he's number two in the field when you look at just across the board rankings between ball striking and approach where he's top five he's top five in opportunities gained which is a a good scoring stat to look at he's top five in birdie or better percentage um so i think that you know davis riley makes a lot of sense to bet him at especially you can get him at that 28 to 1 number i like sahith thigala um you know i think that he's he's um God, it's not. It's not Thigala. It's Thigala. Thigala. I don't know why I always want to say that. Um, it's like but a re- I do re-cola. like Sahith. Thigala. Thigala. At you know, I think the best number I've seen him at is um, you know right around twenty-five to one. I do like that for him, even though traveling back from being at the Open Championship, where he had a good you know a good yeah. showing for his first time ever out there, but just has been playing really well lately. Um, I, I think he's just week to week a good player. I, I don't care how much he's been playing. And I do like him. I think he's just on the verge of winning, you know, winning out here on tour. So those are my two favorites here. Um, I think if I'm going to give you a stay away for me from a betting standpoint, now I do like him actually from a DFS standpoint. And this may sound weird, but I, I just, I don't know if I want to play Sung Jay as short as like a 16 to 1, because I just don't know if like, I think like I could, if I play him in DFS and, and he's, craps a bed and whatever then that's it is what it is but if if he if he somehow you know catches a good week which he has not played very well lately at all um then then i get some upside from an ownership standpoint in dfs but i don't really think i get much value playing him at like 16 to 1 uh as as far as an outright so he's probably my stay away hmm um yeah, I agree on Davis Riley. We talked about him on the first look show. He was twenty-eight to one this morning. He was twenty-six to one when I went live, uh, and then by the time I got done going live, he was down to twenty-two. Now it looks like he's jumped back up. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Davis Riley right now. Um, well, he's twenty-five to one on points. Points bet. You're right. I I don't think I want to bet the gala. I think that's my stay away. I think fourth week in a row with the travel for me. 
is probably a no-go. Um, I mean, it's not like he needs he, – he's he's done pretty well here lately. Like, I, I don't think he needs the points or anything. Like, he's he's been – he's he's fine. He's going to have his PJ Tour card locked up. Um, I, I just – I think he could be okay. Maybe in DFS, but I, I don't want to bet him to win outright. I think da- uh, Davis Riley – I think Cam Davis at 25-1, to 1, which is crazy. I mean, a year ago I hit Cam Davis at 150-1 to 1 on at the Rocket Mortgage, and here he is now. 25 to one, but he just played really well at the Barracuda. I think it was a top five finish, um, at least a top 10. I think it was a top five finish. Definitely a score, long hitter, can take advantage with the irons uh, and can get hot on bent grass putting surfaces. Love that about Cam D. I mean, if I were going to go a little shorter, though, like Hideki, I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, if they're going to give me all these guys at 18 to one, I mean, Hideki at 18 to one is not terrible. I mean, it, does, it doesn't feel incre- like incredible value, but. Um, but it's, it feels like, it feels like some kind of value, but Riley and Davis are for sure my favorites up here in this range. I just don't, in, in fields like this and in tournaments like this, I just don't know. If I really like taking anybody shorter than like 25 to yeah. one. Well, I mean, n- neither one of us like doing that. So yeah. All right, let's, then let's move on because the next couple ranges are definitely a little harder to, to nail down. Um, I like a lot of names in here. I, I definitely have my favorites. My probably my favorite bet, and this is one that we hit hard this morning. I think we got him. I don't know. Maybe producer Sam can remember what we got him at. Uh, Brendan Steele continues to get shorter and shorter. I want to say he was forty or forty-five, maybe fifty, even fifty to one this morning. Uh, Brendan Steele. What did we get Brendan Steele at this morning, producer Sam? Because we were talking about it on the show or on the on the Monday morning show. Um, we got him at 40 to one. He's now at 35 to one. And I mean, I still want to hit that. I mean, I still want to hit it. Brendan Steele. Hey, this is Brandon Steele. Okay. Brandon Steele is playing so good right now. Um, love the ball striking ability out of Steele. Played here once in 2019, finished T53. I don't care. He's been playing so good. Love him at 35 to one. Loved him more at 40 to one this morning, which is again, why you need to be watching that show. But uh, anyway. Um, I like that. I like, I like JT Poston. We didn't talk about him on the DraftKings show at all, but I mean, I think we ride the hot form with JT. I mean, he battled there at the Open Championship. He battled. He he missed the cut, but he he was he was very close on the back nine, and then he kind of lost it. Uh, coming off the win at the John Deere T twenty eight here last year, I think this could be an interesting spot for him. Still with a great putter, the irons have been very hot lately. Uh, I mean, he can he can make some birdies. We know that, right? So give him some greens and reg. He can do it. Look at I mean, look at his look at just his top ten finishes over the last since May or since April. Third at the Heritage, ninth at the Wells Fargo, runner up at the Travelers, won the John Deere. I mean, like JT can go can go low. So I like JT at forty to one there on DraftKings. Um, then working down the board, I got two more. Matt Naismith at fifty five to one for me. Naismith has. Not a good record here, but I don't think it matters. I think Naismith is a much better player than he used to be than he was a year ago. Uh, he had two missed cuts uh, at this event in the last two years, but r- tremendous ball striker. He's been in the fire a little bit. Third at the Valspar, twelfth at the Heritage, nineteenth at the Travelers. Like he's been a late group on a Sunday now. He's felt that. I like it at fifty-five to one on DraftKings, and then finally at sixty-five to one on DraftKings, Emiliano Grillo, man. I mean, he's he's coming back from the Open. Uh, I think he just didn't he just miss the cut at the Open Championship. I think he just missed it. Uh, but the week before, 
you know, almost ran down JT Poston at the deer, finishing runner-up. The ball striking has definitely uh, come back for, for Grillo. He finished third here in 2020, missed the cut here last year, but still gained strokes on approach both, both years. Ball striking and putting was good in 2020. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's uh, you know, maybe Grillo's found a little something. Gained four strokes putting at the deer. That's pretty good. What did he do at the, uh, at the Open Championship? I mean, it's such a different beast. But, yeah, I mean, he actually gained strokes putting at the Open as well, despite missing the cut. So I think Grillo at 65-1 to 1 on DraftKings is, a, is the last name for me in this kind of mid-tier. Yeah, I actually had Grillo written down. I do like him at that sixty-five to one number. Um, you know, starting out for me in this in this tier, I, I love Adam Long at thirty-five to one. He's a guy that's been you know playing very well recently. Um, yep. You know, coming off of the top thirteen at the John Deere was T twenty-five at the Travelers before that. Um, you know, you look at his um, his history here um, has hasn't been bad at all when you consider a twenty-fifth last year. At uh, second place finish in 2020. Uh, so 35 to one, I think is the best number I've seen for Adam Long. He's a little shorter on DraftKings, but the other books I've seen him really around like 33 to one to 35 to one. So I like that for him. I like Nick Hardy at 45 to one. Um, I, I just think he's he's another guy that's just been playing um, you know very well lately. Um, you know, coming off three straight top 30 finishes with the top 10 at the Travelers, top 15 at the U.S. Open. So I do like Nick Hardy there at 45 to one. I like Wyndham Clark also. He is at 65 to one. You know, maybe he's he's kind of like uh, you know, the the cam champ of last year, a guy that can hit it a mile off the tee. Um, if he just gets hot with the putter this week, I think he can win this golf tournament. Um, coming in in pretty good recent form as well, has made his last three cuts. Um, so I think Wyndham Clark is another one there at 65 to one. He's had some mixed history here with two straight miss, missed cuts but he did have a t5 finish back in 2019 on this exact same course so i like uh i like Wyndham clark, clark there i'll add in i mean we mentioned Joo young kim who was 25 to 1 listed on dk but he's 41 on bet mgm I, I think that's a good number if you can still get 40 to 1 on kim crazy uh you know coming after i don't know who knows it may have changed by now but that there's a big difference there so it makes me want to go in on a, a little Zhu young kim who's just been playing fantastic lately all over the world and seems electric he seems like an electric yeah he electric does. fella um you, your nick hardy thing brings up a, a point you know that there you got this event and two more so three total events before you have to be in that 125 to make the fedex cup playoffs to lock up your pga tour card in full status uh, Nick Hardy's one of those guys on the bubble. He's at 132. He's definitely turned it on lately in the last month or so, playing well. But he's on the bubble at 132, and he's got to make up some ground. And, and this is one of those events where guys, guys are ready to do that. You're going to see some of these guys playing a lot of weeks in a row, gearing up to, uh, to make a run to, to make that top 125 or to, or to position themselves as, as best as possible in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, okay. Shall we get to the long range? Up to one. 30 to 1 on DraftKings, Pat. You've got uh, past champion Michael Thompson around 80 to 1. Smotherman around 80 to 1. Tom Hoagie 100 to 1. One just, you know, won a, a birdie fest just earlier this year. Grayson Sig, Lucas Glover 100 to 1 as well. Uh, names like Callum Taron, Hank Lebiota, Hayden Buckley around 130 to 1. Uh, who else? You got Garrick Higo, 130. Danny Willett, guy you were on last week who played really well at the Open Championship. Danny Lee, 
all at 130 to 1. This is, you know, so we're getting into that bombs territory on DraftKings. I, there's a good bit of names in here too, Pat, that are, that are tempting to me. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it's cr- it may be crazy because he's not playing well at all. But it feels a little like it's gone too far. The, the odds have gone just too far on Tom Hogan at 100. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I consider him Minnesotan because he's from North Dakota. And, I mean, I just don't know the difference between the two. Maybe one has more lakes. Other than that, it's basically the same place. So, he's you know, as our boy Chalk Bomb Ben loves to hear, he's a Minnesota guy. Okay, by default or by, uh, you know, by my rule, he's a Minnesota guy. Okay, he's got a lot of missed cuts recently. He's not, he's not, he's not played well. He missed the cut at the Open Championship. He missed the cut at the Genesis. He missed the cut at the Travelers, the U.S. Open, the Memorial, the Charles Schwab. It's, it's not been great. Um, this, he did miss the cut at, at the Open, but actually he gained strokes with his, with his irons. He actually hit his irons very, very well. Couldn't putt worth a crap. Didn't hit it very well off the tee. But I do find this could possibly be a place where, uh, you know, in a poor field, a guy like Hoagie, good ball striker, could get it done. And he's played here all three years, 23rd, 46th, and a missed cut. Gain strokes, ball striking, if you, if you total all those years up. 100 to 1, I just feel like it's just too far. I just feel like it's too far for Tom Hogan. From there, it's, I got three guys. Maybe I'll give you two guys, and I'll see if you name the other one. Two guys at 130 to 1. Uh, Danny Lee. I mean, Danny Lee. Bomber. Good iron player. Uh, D. Lee, you know, it's, it's just all about the short game for him, right? But he's a boomer bust player. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a PGA Tour winner, won the Greenbrier a long time ago. Uh, he's played here twice, finished miscut, 26th. Between those two events, he's gained over eight strokes ball striking both between both those years, 130 to one, I think is a decent value on Danny Lee. And then you know I'm going to talk about Callum Tarrant. I mean, I, I'm going to continue to tout Callum Tarrant until the cows come home. He, almost, he could have won the John Deere, played good at the U.S. Open. Um, he needs the FedEx Cup points, I'll tell you that. The, the, the boy needs points. I think he's at he's a 144 in the FedEx Cup standings, and 130 to 1. The, the, the London bomber, I'll take Count Theron. Yeah I, yeah, I had a feeling you'd mentioned Taron, so I didn't even touch him. But I, I agree on Hoagie. I think, you know, 100 to 1 is is still pretty long for a guy who, who really played fantastic early in the season um, and had a win, right? So, I mean, I, I think Tom Hoagie there at uh, 100 to 1 is, is a pretty good number there. I, I like uh, Matthias Schwab at 95 to 1. Or Matthias. Is it Matthias? 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 I would say Matthias, but I don't know. Who know? Who could? Who could? Know? Uh, either way, you know the best number I see is ninety-five to one on Fanduel for him. He, he is a guy that um, you know though has played well recently with the T sixteen at the John Deere Classic, T fifty three at Travelers. I think he finished up there at the Barracuda last week too. Am I wrong about that? Um, no, I think he did play the the Barracuda. Um, I don't know what he finished. Let's see. Oh, that's a little dead air there. So I don't, I don't know, but I, I think that you know, still, I think he could be a oh, a he missed a cut. Play. He missed a cut. Okay, wonderful. Anyway, um, but I do like him. I, I like um, yeah. You know, I mentioned Hoagie. Here, here's one that you probably wouldn't expect. How about Michael Gligic? Oh, Gligic, Gligic, 
Gligligly. I kind of like it's, it. I, I look at him. I mean, he he's a guy. He's right around one hundred and twenty to one. You look at his last three starts: T twenty one at the Barbasol, top ten at the John Deere Classic, T forty at the Travelers. He's a guy that's been playing pretty well lately. And if if you just kind of get that sneaky under the radar sort of play there at one hundred twenty to one, I like that for him. So those are really like kind of the the main ones in here. Other than like I have a, several over one hundred thirty to one. Um, and I think there, there are more that we can look at in there. But if we're, if we're talking just, you know, in that 76 to 1 to 130 to 1 range, those are my, you know, really three favorites right there. I'm a little surprised. So the guy that I left off, you didn't mention. I'm surprised you didn't mention Hayden Buckley. He was another one at 130 to 1 that kind of interested, you know, interested me. I mean, he's a horrific putter. Horrific putter. But, I mean, you know, Ben Grass Greens can, can kind of sometimes neutralize guys because they just – they're they go where they're, they look like they're going to go, and you just start on the line, and you go. You know, So Buckley at 130-1, to 1, it feels like he's got the firepower to, to possibly contend here. But uh, All right, so let's talk bombs over at 130-1, to 1 because I, I don't know that I have – it looks like a lot of people in the chat agree with you as well on Michael Gligic. Uh, Michael Kelly says hit it and forget it with Gligic, I guess, maybe. Uh, and then Federal Mayhem says Gligic and forget it. Love that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Gligic's all right. All right, so let's talk bombs over 130 to 1. Tons of guys in here. I, I really only have, I don't know. I don't even know if I have one. I'll let you start, and I'll, I'll maybe fill it Well, I gaps. think there's a couple. I think Austin Cook at 200 to 1 is a, a really good number on a guy that's played you know, very he's well recently. Well. I mean, you, you look at just the last few tournaments, he's, he's definitely making cuts. Um, he's a winner on tour before. Doesn't have the greatest history here, but... But still, I mean, a, a, a guy that's won before, that's, that's making cuts, you never know what he can do in, the, in a field like this. So I do like him at 200 to 1. I like Henrik Norlander at 250 to 1. Had a great finish uh, last week on the, um, in the Barracuda. So I think Norlander could be another one that's. Um, Norlander you know, scares me, and I love Henrik Norlander. I mean, he didn't. I know have a, you do. He finished thirty first. He didn't have a great finish. He finished thirty first. And well, it, he had a bad Sunday. Before that, he he's up been there. terrible. Yes, he did have a bad Sunday. But he was up there. He was in the top five. But Sunday, Sunday is a fourth of the tournament. I, I know. I know. I'm just saying. If we're, he was, if we're getting it, it's 250 to one. So I, I don't think yeah. that's a, you know, if you want to fire in on some long shots, which we've just said recently, yeah. this, this is kind of long shot it's just not my, season like here at, at this event. Um, you know, a, a couple others that I could look at, um, you know, you got like a, well, a lot of them are right at 130 to one. So I guess we could have put these in the, the range before that but you know like a a correct kramer hickok a you know yeah. Chesson hadley both of those are at 130 to one those are two guys that have played well recently why are you going backwards um, in the ranges what are you doing where were you five seconds ago now see i look at things differently because sometimes i stop before the 130 to one and then i go into oh, it's them. it's up to 130 to one yeah, I think you should. I think you should take. It's like a. It's like you know a rounding up, a rounding down type thing. Like I think if you got one hundred and thirty to one, you put them we, in. The we do this every room. week, Pat. We do it every week. I know. I, I know. I, I'm voicing my opinion right now. Um. Okay. Continue. Anyway, I think that's all I got. What okay. do you got? You got anybody in here? Yeah, I mean. Uh... <sighs> I feel like James Hahn always does well in Birdie Fest. He's won fifty to one. Other than that, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but doesn't he do well? I feel like he does in Birdie Fest. 
T27 at the Barbasol. I don't know if you played the Barracuda. He's been active on Twitter this week, I'll tell you that. Ninth at the Wells Fargo, ninth at AT&T, Byron Nelson. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Who's been active on Twitter? James Hahn's been active on Twitter today about Liv. Hmm. Um, the, the only one I guess I'll, I'll go to is, is a, I'm, I'm riding the hot, the hot Barracuda week. You know, which the Barracuda is a obviously is a, a stable fird. It's a birdie fest. The guy who finished fifth is uh, Scott Gachesky. So I'll, I'll go with Scott Gachesky's 250, 250 to one. I like that. Oh, and Satoshi Kodaira. I do think Satoshi at 250 to one is interesting. PGA Tour winner, 30th at the Deer, 27th at the Barbasol, gain strokes approach, gain strokes off the tee both of those weeks. Um, He's kind of got. He's kind of a boomer bust guy. I think two fifty to one's too short for or too too long for Kadira. Have you ever um? Have you ever caught a barracuda? No, no, no. fish. No, I've caught several before. I, I've caught them, and they're they're a mean looking fish. Yeah, right? they are. But they I are scary like looking. If, I feel like if you if you took a barracuda. And you cut it up into a, a bunch of pieces, and then you ground it up, and then you 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 made some grass fertilizer with it. That it would it would make your grass grow so good with some barracuda in it because it has some crazy teeth. It has some some good meat. What? And so, so if you had like a if you had like a natural if you needed some natural barracuda in your grass, okay. Like, like I think that would help your grass grow, but I don't know if that's what would happen. But, this is but the if worst would, transition it, you've ever made into an ad. Read. But if it would, I mean, listen, are, do you worry about all the chemicals you might be putting in your grass? Maybe you need to put some natural barracuda skins in there. So I, I don't know. So, I mean, if you're worried about chemicals, traditional lawn care lays down 90 million pounds of pesticides each year. Okay. Sunday is different. They're on a mission to change how people care for their yards, okay? You need some natural stuff in your yard, okay? You need some barracuda guts in there. You don't oh need to worry God. about anything. Stop else. saying that. Uh, just saying. Like, that helps with grass and growth, okay? <sighs> Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals that don't have barracuda in it. Their custom plans include fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn and with ingredients like seaweed seaweed there's probably some seaweed in barracuda iron molasses definitely iron in there you can feel good with kids and pets being around all you have to do is visit getsunday.com put in your address and their lawn analysis tool does the rest then they use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it i can tell you right now it's been delivered to my door several times it's fantastic i use it every single time my grass is going growing better than it ever has before you just attach this ready-to-use pouch to the garden hose that you have, and then you spray it. it. takes less than 15 minutes. Best of all, it really works. I can vouch for it. I can tell you. And Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off full-season plans. Start at just $129, and you can get 20% off at checkout. When you visit GetSunday.com slash junkies, that's 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash junkies bro sunday long here. barracuda like minced barracuda in your fertilizing machine at your house is not the way to go i can't even believe that transition that was so rough that was brutal um no, it's, you never know what can grow your grass man 
okay. All right, let's talk our favorite outright bets, the numbers we think you need to hit right now, as well as our favorite top 20s presented to you by our friends at Covers. Covers.com is where winning starts. They've been doing it for over 25 years, and over 20 million sports bettors annually go to Covers to use their tools, to read their resources, their podcasts, all the good stuff. And like 95% of the whole site's free. So go check it out. It's also the home of our exclusive head-to-head matchup, uh, props matchup, finish position stuff, all that all that goodness we put in every Tuesday afternoon into covers.com is free and you can read it. It's an easy read, okay? We didn't have a great week last week. I'll be honest. We did not have a great week at the Open. That's okay. We crushed it the week before. All good. All right. That's covers.com. Let's get into our favorite outrights. A couple top 20s we like too, Pat. I will say my favorite outrights are, I mean, the ones that just get me the most jazzed up are going to be Brennan Steele at 40 to 1. I love Brennan Steele at 40 to 1. If you can get him at 40 to 1 or even 35 to 1, I'll take it. The guy's been playing so well. He fits the profile of a good, you know, great ball striker, birdie maker, playing so good right now. Love that for Brennan Steele. Matt Naismith to me is also a tremendous value at 55 to 1. Some, some books have him at maybe 50. You can still get that. Another great ball striker. Hasn't played well here before, but I think he's a different player. And I, and I think this is a good spot for Matt Naismith. Tom Hoagie at 100-1 to 1 just feels too long. Even though the form isn't great, it just feels too long for a guy who's won on the PJ Tour in 2022 and continues to hit his, his irons well. He's from this part of the country. I don't know what that means, but I think it's pretty good. Tom Hoagie at 100-1. to 1, And then I'll go with Danny Lee at 130-1. to 1, PGA Tour winner. Good ball striker, been hot. He's an up or down guy. He's either going to be in the top 10 or he's going to be mailing it in on Friday afternoon, kissing you goodbye. Those are my four favorite outright. Okay. My four favorites are I'm I'm still gonna, you know, pound the 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 Sahith, the Gala. Mm. Just I mean, drum, he's just been so good. I, I like him at 25 to 1. I like Adam Long at 35 to 1. He's one of my favorites there. I like Wyndham Clark also at sixty-five to one, and then I, I think I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Gligic. Going to go with Michael Gligic at one hundred and twenty to one. A little long shot there for you, a guy that's played well recently, and uh, who knows what can happen this week. So I will go with him as my fourth and long shot winner. Okay, top twenties. Uh, I'll start at the short end of that range. My favorite is Brendan Steele at one, plus 180. I mean, with this field, like, I don't love taking some of those minus, you know, some of those, those short numbers on the top 20. It's just a, a variable event. It's a weird field. It's a birdie fest. I don't love it. So I think Brendan Steele at plus 180 gives you the best value. I think Austin Smotherman, a guy that we haven't really talked about on this show so far, Austin Smotherman is at 3-1. to one. He needs the FedEx Cup points. Uh, he currently sits at 134 in the FedEx Cup rankings. He's been playing well, and he's been birdieing a ton. He just has to eliminate the doubles on the card and, like, the bogey runs that he's got. We know his caddy. We know they're fired up, ready to go. They know what they got to do. They're looking for a T7 or better this week. Austin Smotherman, top 23 to 1. I like it. Uh, Justin Lauer and Tom Hoagie at 4 to 1. Like, both of those numbers, I already talked about Hoagie. Lauer's sneaky hot right now he's a long shot he's sneaky in dfs but four to one top 20 i like it and then i'm going to give you a super bomb pat super bomb 16 to one top oh, goodness top 20 16 to one top 20 
Max McGreevy, who just missed the cut at the Barracuda, but he did have a 13th at the Barbasol the week before. Max McGreevy also well outside the top 125. Uh, I believe he sits at yeah, 131. Uh, so I guess he's not as bad as I thought. Max McGreevy needs him a good finish, and I believe he can get it done. And 16 to 1 is a bomb. Top 20, I'll go there. I was hoping you were going to go with the Jonas Blix 25 no, to done. 1. Done. Top 20, but done I guess Jonas. you're. You can't do that, but um, all right. Well, starting for me at the at the shorter end here, um, you know, I, I think Nick Hardy at plus one ninety is is a good fit there for a top twenty finish. I like him. Um, moving down the board a little bit, Matthias Schwab at plus three hundred. I mentioned him before as an outright. If you don't like that, then just uh, maybe take him as a top twenty at plus three hundred. I think that's a, a pretty good number for for him at, at that point there. Um, I do like Kramer Hickok also at plus 400. And then if I'm going a little bit longer, if I'm going to give you, uh, you know, maybe we go into this um, plus 800 range. I, I think a guy like um, Brian Stewart at plus 800. Gag a very boring player, but you know, he's kind of like Michael Thompson. He's kind of like Michael Thompson. He won here. What last year or two years ago? So I think uh, he, you know, plus eight hundred, top twenty. There you go. That's a terrible play. That's a terrible play. I hate that play. Uh, those are our favorite outrights and top twenties for you to jump on right now on covers.com. Check out the best odds. Read up all about it. Go make the best decisions. Winning starts at covers.com. And this show is presented to you by covers.com. All right, Pat. Prize picks, and then we'll button this bad boy up. There's not a lot. On prize picks right now, uh, they only have birdie or better, and they only have strokes up for four players. So hit the gala, Hideki Matsuyama, Tony Finau, and Sung JM. This is where I'm telling you, people, if you're not paying attention, if you're not in the nut hut looking at the prize picks channel every day, then you're missing out. You're missing out. We're, we're, people are making money hand over fist in the prize picks channel in the nut hut. But early on, any early leans here, um, I'm definitely more bullish on Tony Finau than any one of these four guys. So to take Tony Finau at four and a half birdies or better or strokes 69 or better, you know, I take the over in birdies or better and the under in strokes. I think I feel best about the strokes number because I get the push equity if he, if he just shoots two under. Um, but I feel like three under for Tony He's played here all three years. He's played very well at this event. Uh, I, I think Tony is is in play here for sure on prize picks at sixty nine strokes or better. Which means if I go to the if I if I go to the birdies or better category, I can't play him there. So I can either take, you know, I, I mean, I, I told you I don't know about Sahith. I feel like I feel like Sungjae or Hideki under on the strokes is probably the better play. But what do you think? Well, we really just don't have a lot out yeah, there. Yeah, we don't have a lot of um, options. So, I, like, if I'm choosing, I'm the opposite of you. Like, I, I like Sahith to go over on the four birdies. So, to get five birdies, I mean, the guy's a scorer. We know that. He's been doing that all year long. Um, especially, I feel like, coming out in the first round. I don't have his first round scoring on, you know, you know, numbers on me and the stats there. But he is 25th in the field in birdie or better percentage. He's top 20 in opportunities gained. So, I, I think that... You know, Sahith may not go under his 69 number, but I think he can get to that five birdie mark. Um, 
but there's just so much. I mean, we just don't have a whole lot to go off of right here. But that's that's what I would go with. He's definitely proven to be he's proven to be a scorer. That's for sure. I mean, Sahith is making birdies. I I do, yeah. I do worry a little bit about fourth event, all the travel. That's it. That's the only thing about Sahith. Otherwise, this is a perfect place for him. I really do believe that. He's, he's a young guy, though. You know, maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he takes maybe he takes a few barracuda chunks and takes those down, and then he's fine. He's he's rejuvenated. Who knows? You know, who yeah. knows? Who could know? That's it. That's it for us for the 3M Open. Listen, it's you know the 3M Open. Let's have a week. Let's hit a long shot. Let's hit a bomb. Let's bend over our bookies and make them pay. All right. I'm DB. See you. Out.